This is May 5th at Insight Meditation Society, Discussion Group F with Sado Utejaniya. Last time we spoke, I spoke in the group, I was talking to Saido about when practicing when the mind is calm, and what he said was say something like, this is what the mind is aware of now, what else can the mind be aware of in the mind? And what was interesting when I did this, did that, the first thing that I noticed was greed, wanting something else to arise in the mind. And the next thing I noticed was... Um, that there seemed to be a little bit of extra or unnecessary, perhaps, striving to be aware of awareness. And so, in noticing that and, and trying to relax around it, I was playing or experimenting with what's the least amount of effort can put into being aware of awareness, not to be lazy, but just to have yeah. the, the lightest touch. Mm. And so, what my question is, is... Um, if I know I'm aware, I'm not focusing on any particular object, yeah. but there's awareness. Is that enough to be aware? Is that aware of awareness enough? Mm-hmm. I've done another practice <laughs> <laughs> where you deliberately turn the attention to awareness, and there's quite a, an intentional mm. movement that can. To observe awareness. Yeah. Particular but there are objects that the awareness is knowing, even if it's not focusing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, uh, ဟိုတခောက်တွေဟိုတခောက်တွေဟိုတခောက်တွေဟိုတခောက်တွေဟိုတခောက်တွေဟိုတခောက်တွေဟိုတခောက်တွေဟိုတခောက်တွေဟိ
when we experiment, then we find out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, just ordinarily. Noting, noting, not enough, he said. As far as being aware of awareness, he says, um, don't try to hurry the boat kind of thing. He says, if the mind isn't able to do it naturally, don't try to do it. He says, when it comes naturally, recognize it. When it, pass, when it fades off, go back to the, what we usually do. Yeah. Yeah. When, when asking a question, just ask. He said, no need to have an answer. If we ask and then try to find the answer, then greed is, comes in. Yeah. Yeah. When asking, just ask. <laughs> yeah. He says when we are trying to be aware all day long, he says there's this there's this awareing going on. <laughs> you know, it's like it's doing, it's 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 working. He says and you can notice that working that that action. Yeah, he says so while we are in the midst of our awareness, he says, then we ask ourselves, what is the mind doing? And you can see it being aware. We should always know that there is a what is known and the knowing. I eat the object and the awareness. Yeah. He said we should always be checking checking whether we are clearly seeing the difference between we are knowing that there is an experience and that which is knowing it, the awareness, yeah. I'm getting quite concentrated because um, I mainly am with just what you know awareness of what your mind is still. There's just a knowing of that. Mm. Think the objects are arising. I'm not focusing on anyone, so I'm getting quite concentrated. Yeah. Should I break up that concentration more, or or just let it? How does it feel? Um, there's a lot of stillness in the body, sort of heaviness, weight. Mind is very quiet. There's often kind of movements of energy through the head and does your head move yeah okay to the madile miala bi to a pyore ba so the dio ba tin ni re ayo ni ara phit ni re da ma ta khu ma yu tha ra mo to the dia miala a the madia miala bi so ro ba lo khan sa le to a ai the madio kho phat 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 ya kho kho to 
If your head is beginning to move, there's definitely some too much efforting going on. There's no no efforting. It doesn't feel like efforting. It's very still. But you feel like why is the head moving? Does it need to move? Sometimes uh, I have no idea why. Whenever any body part moves, for sure there's an intention to move it. Intention, my body cannot go low to mommy. Without intention, the body can't move. Yeah, it could just be a habit from past practice. You thought it was okay, so the mind just keeps going. How violently does the head move, or is it just gentle? <laughs> As soon as the the head starts moving, open your eyes. Open your eyes. He says because it's not necessary to move the head um, in a sitting, so don't let that become a habit. Yeah. If you see the intention to move also, it will stop. <coughs> Mostly when, when yogis move in sittings and he says open the eyes, usually all the movement stops. Yeah. <laughs> When we close our eyes, it's easier to follow those, the movements and all that, like, just to, yeah. Mm. So, he says, you're clearly aware. <laughs> You're clearly aware that the mind is still. He wants you to then notice um, what the mind is doing. Because in the stillness, the mind is still um, active. 
the mind still does has its own activity. You know, it it does perceiving, um, awareness, directing attention. It has all that activity. Um, effort, effort is still there. Whether it's your effort or natural effort, effort is still there. So he says, try to recognize the activities that are present in the stillness. <laughs> Yeah. He says, you can recognize um, that the mind arises, but you can also recognize um, the specific functions of the mind. You know, because each, each, each mind has a different function. You know, each type of mind has a different function, and, and they do just their function, right? Yeah, so you can recognize those functions at work. Yeah. He says, you know, like, <clears throat> to give an example, he says, we could be paying attention to the object or we're waiting and the object is being known. But either way, it's an activity. Either the waiting and the object is being known or, or efforting towards the object. So, so notice the stance. And do you have to be, when you talk about doing that, do you have to be like really clear about what it is you're noticing in the, you know, the activity of the mind or just noticing something is happening, you know, the mind is working, mm. you know, you know oh, this is perception, this is, no, this no, is no intention, this is... Yeah. In the beginning it's just just generally, mm. just noticing what the mind is doing. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Just very general. Not just in sitting. Not just in sitting, but you know, even in daily activities, like noticing the things that the mind is directing attention towards. Like, um, it has to go to the dining table. It has dining room. It has to go to the toilet. It has to plan what to do after it does this, you know, little movements of the mind. He says, put the plate in front of you, plate of food, and don't eat yet. Just wait. <laughs> See what the mind <laughs> does. He says, those things will become obvious, the things that the mind needs to do in order to get eating done. <laughs> Wanting to go to the toilet? Don't go yet. Wait. <laughs> Watch the mind, see what it does. Yeah. So obviously. Yeah, he says um, he likes to get yogis to see the difference between um, hunger and wanting to eat. Like physically being hungry and the desire to eat being two different things, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When we begin, he says, we all always see the more gross stuff that happens in the mind. And then as we watch that, we not begin to notice subtler things in its midst. Yeah, if we look to see more specific or more subtle stuff, it just feels hard. Yeah. Yeah. 
he says we we hear information and we don't actually have to actively work on the information if we're just aware he says when the things come up the mind starts to notice because it's had the information before yeah pay attention and looking and listening fashion to do yeah he likes to point out how the minds paying attention or focusing you know is the same as when the eye looks mm-hmm. we focus on something that we want to see or the or we listen mm-hmm. we focus on what we're hearing yeah So it's different sense doors, but the activity of the mind is the same. The paying attention to something in particular. He just repeated that. <laughs> Anything else you want to ask? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> uh, what I've been, um, one of the things I've been playing with myself, investigating, is uh, the instruction that Sayadaw gave us um, about uh, what is it that supports con- continuity of awareness and, and what hinders it. And so I've been coming in contact considerably with defilements. <laughs> and um, I'd like to just say a couple experiences I've had. Uh, one is um, in the food line. And... Uh, someone cut in front of me uh, in the line. Well, this turned out to be very instructive. <laughs> uh, because first, first I noticed, what I noticed was, the ir- was irritation. And uh, from the irritation, I realized that what I was irritated about was that they had interrupted my greed. <laughs> <laughs> But from there, it went quite quickly to to uh, seeing that this was in my mind. You know that it had nothing to do with her, and it, and but this was just in my mind, and that uh, and then also quite quickly it it was like oh. This, these are just the conditions. I mean, this is just, just what happened. Yeah. And I realized that with that experience, um, that immediately there was recognition of this sort of whoosh of me, you know, just that, that whoosh of eyeing or mooing. And, uh, and then I could see that, too. You know, I, could, I, just, I just saw that. Well, this all happened, you know, very quickly. And... and by the end of the line, I was just smiling and just sort of just like, oh, wow, that's how it happens. <laughs> you know, it just happens that quickly. Yeah. So that was one of the experiences. To, uzia piore, the di ba, the di yo ba, piasi le ba, piasi le, so to arari songzani da re. At the nature of tua, 
အာထမင်းစာကိုတန်းစီနေတယ်အချင်းမှာတရားပြောက်ကတူရှိဝင်ပြီးတော့ဖြတ်တယ်ဖြတ်တော့သူအရင်ဆုံးတိတာစိတ
uh, resistance uh, to seeing greed. Mm. You know, I just have this, there's, there's just this, this resistance, like, oh, no, don't please have it be greed. And then, but when, it, when I was having this experience of looking, uh, um, I really, I, you know, I was, I was calm, you know, so there wasn't, you know, a lot of movement uh, in my mind, and, and so I was, what happened was that I just was relaxing, and I, I was being with the awareness, you know, not the, what was out there, and and what I noticed, I actually noticed this, this really, this little niggle of greed, mm. of wanting it to be. I could feel the little, the little strategizing. Oh, well, maybe if I'm in the same place tomorrow, then I could see this same thing. Oh. You know, the light would be just right. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. And I could. But it was interesting because it was, it was in the relaxing of it, that it was just like, oh, well, this is just, you know. It's, Sayadaw so said, "Just nature. Yeah. You know, this is just the nature." Yeah. And and I could see that the um, that actually the whole thing about it being enjoyable and pleasant mm -hmm. was just perception. Mm. You know, it was just perception yeah. that that this was pleasant. I mean, yeah. this in in you know, as this mind was, yeah. it was conditioned. You know, this, it was the same thing. It was just like it's just it's just conditioned. It's just yeah. this is how it showed up. You know, this time. Mm. So that's kind of the, the process that I went through with that one. Yeah. ตัวก็ตัวมีหน้าตัวจีนนี่ล่ะแต่ไม่ตัวอ๋อชุกเองมีจีนเนี่ยอ๋อตุ้ยเองจีนเสกกับป่าพี่นี่แหละบลูจี
he said a, a tense mind is more gross and it can only see gross, gross objects and experiences. But when you relax, the mind is more subtle and then it can also know more subtle mm-hmm. stuff in the mind and other objects. Yes. Found me. Found you. <laughs> um, somewhere, I decided I said something, either his teacher said, or he said, or he, the question he asked about what's new in one's practice, so I was going to report mm. on mm, mm. something new yes. in this practice. Yes, um, what, what's special uh, today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, this is an early walk and um, sort of awareness was very crisp, a lot of mind unagitated, a lot of equanimity. And um, then uh, suddenly the thought of breakfast arose mm. quite vividly or significantly <laughs> and um, and the mind seemed poised to do the familiar which would be to say there you go again ruining a perfectly good walk <laughs> with greed <laughs> And, but what the, the mind said, who is there to be greedy, or who is there, there's no one to be greedy, there's no one to be equanimous. Mm. It was like a, it's like a lesson. Mm. And that this, this, just this moment, moment after each moment after moment, um, yeah. uh, of n- neither one or the other being more permanent than the last, yeah. uh, or more identifying mm. um, as, a, as an attribute or a characteristic. Yeah. Um, and the, the, I had, or the, the, this was followed by fairly soon after by a, um, a, another, another time in the day, but a memory arose uh, which again seemed poised to, to evoke regret. Mm. Um, and I, there was this sense of, of going down that kind of regret hole, Mm. Um, but the mind instead said, who is there to have regrets? Um, And there are other examples, but the, the, you know, thereafter, the mind returned to a pretty solid sense of um, that there is someone there to hold it. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> one was, uh, one was uh, uh, I did something, uh, something careless and again was poised to be self-critical and the mind said, who is there to blame? Mm. So, and the th so that even despite the return, the, the quality in those moments yeah. was of the defilement just going poof. Yeah. It just seemed to disappear without a trace. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in 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 understanding. I mean, I'm, my assumption is it's. I mean, at some level, it seems clear to say that that you know some wisdom arose mm -hmm. or wisdom was you know, present. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm so interested in in making in, in understanding better that those phenomena. Mm. ตัวมะเนะอายุอซอยซึญญาชอบเลยตะเตียเลยชินลิงกองเนี่ยเลยใช่มายุเตียจีอายุซุอตะเตียเลยเลยปုံมาซุยเนี่ยตุสิกกา
um, at different times. And he says, what happens is the more often we have the insights, he says it's very rare to have one big, one big fat insight that has lasted. <laughs> <laughs> he says Satori is rare. <laughs> yeah, that that lasts maybe a lifetime, you know. But he says we can gather lots of insights, lots of insights, um, many times. And he says the the repeated um, arising of the insight then impresses the understanding into the mind, so that you know he's talked about how the mind passes on its qualities to the next mind. So then when the insights are, arise again and again, the inheritance of that insight for each successive mind becomes stronger and stronger. And, and that's how we can make it last. Hmm. His teacher used to say, you know, we work hard all day long to be mindful. He says, if we just have one or two insights, it's enough. And he said, but then there are days when you don't have insights. You know? Yeah. That's, that's how we gather insights. I was wondering uh, again about something uh, that just happened today. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll have to describe the sequence. Uh, mm -hmm. I was doing in this morning. I was doing walking meditation in the dining hall. Mm -hmm. With the in front of me was the the drawers, mm -hmm. the monastic drawers. Okay. And uh, I was going up and down. Not my mind was all over the place, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was trying to be a little more focused because I thought that's what I need now. Mm. But my mind carried a, a story. Uh, and all of a sudden, I woke up in the story and realized uh, uh, this was greed. <laughs> that greed was carrying this story forward. Yeah. Uh, and I, then I just felt how tense I felt. Mm. It was making me very tense. Yeah. Um, and the next thing that happened was I opened to um, um, a feeling of compassion mm -hmm. that... Um, uh, this was the human condition. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I hadn't seen the drawers in front of me before, mm -hmm. but I saw the drawers, and then I heard the cooks talking in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. They had been talking probably all along, <laughs> but I hadn't seen anything or heard anything. I was so carried forth in my story. Mm -hmm. But that's not the question, because that was just some... that was what happened, but my question was, when I was sitting this afternoon, um, I was having some thoughts, mm. I was aware of them, and then a feeling of uh, sadness, mm. and then a feeling of grief, 
And it came to me in a moment, oh, remember that compassion? <laughs> and I grafted it. Now, I never did that before because I just generally watch what is happening. Mm. But it was kind of fun <laughs> to, <laughs> to kind of play with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, the memory of the compassion which mm -hmm. opened the awareness. Yeah. And then to deliberately do it. Yeah. Which I did too, it worked. Yeah. And then it was just kind of fun. And then I went, should I be doing this? <laughs> That's my question. ตัวจีนเนี่ยชาวเลยตัวตัวตัวจีนนี่เสียจีนเนี่ยนั่นเนี่ยโฟกัสโหลเลยบ่เลยตีฉะลุ่มเลยบ่เลยไอ้เราต
Don't yeah. you have in, aku buat buat yang pola, don't you get the pola? In your walking, it came spontaneously. Yeah, pola is spontaneous. So that's fine, and you know, it just opened the awareness, and you know, and so on. That's yeah. fine. But he says, um, well, not to um, bring it in. <laughs> okay, that's what I've wondered. I just yeah. had never done that before. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thought, oh, let me try this. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. test. He, he said you can experiment. He has no problems with experiment. You can try both. You can do that sometimes. Do Just be aware of, of it as it is sometimes. See what. ดูแลเอาลูกๆใจเลยเอ็กซ์เพอร์เมนต์ลูกๆใจเลยเอ็กซ์เพอร์เมนต์ที่เขาอยู่ในสภาวะที่เขาอยู่ในสภาวะที่
when we get sucked into the object, he says, as the awareness starts to drop, its, its momentum starts to drop off, we don't notice because we're absorbed in the object. If we think logically, we sit and we're alert, why does it get duller and duller as we sit? And it's because we're not looking to see if the mind is still awake and aware, awake and aware. Because if meditation is about cultivating good qualities of mind, then the more good qualities there are in the mind, the more energized the mind should become. So if we're cultivating right, the mind should be getting more energized. He said like some people, they're very fresh in the morning and then they put in too much effort, but they don't see, because they're not watching their mind doing how it's doing its work, and then by afternoon they've lost all energy. And then they they practicing correctly, is practicing steadily, um, you know, with the right attitude and right view and all that and, and right effort. He says then they find that by the end of the day they're actually really energized the, the you know, at the end of the day they feel very alert and fresh. So. Ah the quality of awareness itself is wakefulness. So the more we're doing right practice, he says, that quality grows. Right? So the more right awareness we have, the more wakeful the mind becomes as it as the day progresses. So even though we're fresh in the morning, we find ourselves really much more energized in the evening if the practice is going right. Thank you. He says it's very important. Very important to know the mind that is working to do the meditation because um, it helps us to know cause and effect. It also helps us to keep doing the work, and it also strengthens and energizes the mind. And even when we see the awareness, he says we must always be clear about what object it knows. He says, because although we know the awareness, it is through the awareness that we know the object. So both must be clear. He says, then we have a complete picture. Not just awareness alone, but complete picture, awareness and object.
So how are we practicing? That's what his teacher asked him. What he's asking us. So he says, you must know how we are practicing, otherwise you can't tell him. It is special. <laughs> His teacher would ask him, what is, what, is, what is he doing? And his teacher would also ask him, what is, well, the word in Burmese is two, which means special or different. So his teacher would ask him, what is different today? Or what is special today? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so few things. Um, one is, um, let's see if I can, how to say, um, I'm leaving tomorrow, I'm leaving the retreat, and so it's been a day of changing the style of retreat, so breaking silence is what it's called, you know, and so I've been chatting a little with some different people, and and that's all been great. Uh, two, a few things yeah, he was just going to start the talking meditation tomorrow. <laughs> I started today. I started today. <laughs> um, so, um, one thing I noticed, and, and I was practicing and having a really lovely retreat day and everything, and I noticed at a certain point in my mind, I got the idea, okay, my retreat's over, because I was going to start breaking silence. Yeah. And what was interesting was I watched something relax that I didn't know was tense. <laughs> and it was very subtle. It was, wasn't a big deal. It wasn't gross. But it was like, and then, and then I stopped doing anything. Mm. But I didn't stop being aware. Mm. I just wasn't doing the trying to be aware. Yeah. <laughs> so that, um, that was, caught my attention. Mm. And then... Um, um, and it, and then the other thing that has been part of the whole retreat is the paradox yeah. of like all of a sudden my retreat's over oh and then more happens because I stopped doing anything <laughs> and and so I've been aware of paradox during the retreat and it's a term that interests me um, like watching when I feel like like being aware of self and then also aware of not self, almost together. I don't. I, I don't want to say it exactly, but but not there. Oh, self, and then there's or or one strong. I was having a very strong feeling of love, 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 and then, but there was nothing here, and so very strong, full feeling, fullness, and then emptiness or nothingness. The experience being paradoxical. Should I stop there and continue or stop? Yeah. Tu <laughs> 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 
ไอ้เส้นหมู่เนี่ยเนี่ยผัดเลยแล้วสกันเนี่ยบ่บ่สัดเปียวเลยเออตัวเส้นเถมมาบาซินซาเลยสรอสกันปี้รอมเลยลู
He's also curious. He says, "Why, when we are silent, we can be mindful, and when we start talking, we lack mindfulness." He says, if we tell people to be silent, he says, even if they want to speak, they're mindful of it and they refrain from speaking, but they're, you know, they maintain mindfulness. But when you say to people, okay, you can talk mindfully, but they don't really manage. It seems to be easier to tell people how to be mindful Don't talk. without talking. <laughs> it, well, it, for me personally, it was not part of my training, especially here in America, yeah. in mindfulness. Yes. My training in speech yeah. and staying aware was in another tradition uh-huh. that they use speech all the time. Right. And so that was way... I'm totally grateful that I did that for a long time and I'm still learning about doing that. Right. Tua di America ma tua hote zakapiyo training ma pe ure da me tua ta cha pa atho mu le me ti lo phu re ai ma tua zakapiyo bro atho khai ne re ro ai riao yan che zu tin ne re ku thi tin kan sa yu ne. It is in the Satipatthana Sutta. <laughs> But the problem is that we don't seem the yogis don't seem to get there. Or maybe the retreat because it's hard. It is hard to be mindful. Because there is no momentum in the mindfulness. So it's hard. To teach. And the moment we start speaking, we lose all our mindfulness. Well, also my training was very... Training, yeah. If you training have training, the, yes, the, you, you need training, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, but also in my, in my meditation practice, there was a strong samadhi base that was not open. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was like going from one world to a different world to start speaking. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody says be mindful all the time, but mm-hmm. there wasn't training. He says, you know, training is about really like educating the mind. He says like, he says and the basic tenets should be If it's necessary to speak, speak. And if it's not necessary to speak, don't speak. But he says, for someone to even understand when it's necessary to speak or not necessary to speak, there needs to be a lot of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) He says, in daily life, how do we decide whether we should speak or should not speak, should say something or not say something? He says, in the family, if we don't speak to each other at all, he says, we become strangers. Yeah, he says, whether to speak or not, he says, requires a lot of wisdom, taking into consideration the time, the place, and many other factors that are playing into that current 
moment and situation before we can decide whether it's appropriate to speak. Sometimes, if it's necessary, we should tell a joke. <laughs> it's true because jokes are very attractive to people. Humor is very attractive. He was a he was a a big joker when he was young. He was always teasing people, making jokes, making fun of everything and, and, and people really loved him. They they called him like a big tease or something like you know, like a joker, yeah. <laughs> and he says humor requires wisdom because you have to see the situation and know when to do it and not to. Sometimes just one word can make people laugh, he says, but it's the, the ability to recognize the situation and the people and the fact that the moment is ready, you know. I have a couple little things. I'd like to say two, two things, two different things. One about the Satipatthana and speech. Where I see it is in the mind about the body, in mindfulness of the body section, and where the Buddha says, you know, be mindful in every activity and moving your arm and in walking, sitting, lying down, etc. And he says, in speaking and keeping silent. Yes. And so I love that as part of the practice of speech, being a embodied practice, meaning being aware of the body, like right now, yes. the physicality of it, and yeah. then even when I'm listening, yeah. and because there's because so much gets, at least for me, uh, transmitted or understood not just with my mind, thinking mind, mm-hmm. cognitive mind, yeah. but through the physical, the liveliness of what's here. Let me say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you, is that clear yeah. enough? Sort of. Is that <laughs> enough? <laughs> That's <reason. Yeah. laughs> Do I? Zagapura, Bale, Tadipatama, Bastiti. So is that in the in the Kaya Nupasana section of the Satipatthana? So he's thinking like how did we all skip that whole thing? <laughs> this is the first first foundation. Yeah. He says it's so simple the instructions when silent be aware, when talking be aware. It doesn't say when to be silent or when to be aware. And the 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 purport of it is that if you are mindful every time you are silent and every time you are 
speaking that you will begin to learn when it is appropriate and suitable and beneficial to speak or be silent. But nobody will get it right away. He says we have to go through it, make the mistakes, learn from it, and we learn, gain the wisdom of when to and when not to. So as we speak, he says at first we don't have enough clear comprehension and we make mistakes, we learn lessons, we gain more understanding, we get more clear comprehension and then with, you know, speech and silence becomes more wise, we know what is appropriate. He says, so he said he should tell people talk <laughs> and be mindful. <laughs> we just need to add that mindfulness. He says we need to be mindful when talking. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing, which is just in the, for myself, one of the instructions I gave myself during the retreat that I found very helpful was stop being aware. <laughs> And because that would often reveal the Stop awareness. trying to be aware. Yeah, yeah. stop trying, or stop being aware. Stop trying, stop, yeah. Stop yeah. being aware. Start, and then, and because it would often, it would have a, a little wake up to the, aware, to, to the awareness. To natural awareness, yeah. yeah. So first, he tells us to try to be mindful, then he t- tells us to stop trying to be mindful, yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can get my head around this. <laughs> he says there is this thing they say in Burmese. They say, don't practice like you are practicing, practice like you are not practicing. Practice like you are not practicing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you are not. Huh? Yeah. Practice not like you, you are practicing. No, practice like, like. you are not practicing. <laughs> And actually, this is not possible. He says, it's really talking about not putting in too much personal effort, but again, he says, this is not possible in the beginning of practice when you need to build momentum. When there's enough momentum and there is enough awareness, he says, where we need to actually let go and see nature happening, he says, then you need to practice like you're not practicing. Thank you. Thank you, Sayah. 
Same union. Same union. Same union. He says everybody is gathering momentum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, this is just to start to respond to what was just said. Um, even without momentum, I'm finding that uh, when I practice as if I'm practicing, it's too too much, too much effort, right. and uh, I end up really in in a ball of uh, wanting the practice to be different, being frustrated with the practice is the way it is, and it's my practice, it's my practice, bad yogi, bad yogi. That. Mm. So th- this is I've been, see- I've been seeing this. A shame machine, Omar. Atoma Got to get it right away. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And 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 also that um, there really isn't sometimes a strong enough uh, faith that it's a, awareness's job to yes. be aware. And so, what's much more um, <coughs> habitual yeah. is I. With, with the thinking mind, have to, uh, and, and with determination, I have to apply myself. Yeah. And then the thing just gets me Yeah. Way, you know, the dale ane le le, the dia tu lo lo na me lo le, the da amshira tu a na ga variane piao, the di thaya me so to say ne, yam mountain taro chapra shoko. What I can see sometimes is this thing builds up. Sometimes, sometimes it can be soon. Mm. And sometimes it can't be seen soon. And what happens is the mind will just say, ah, "Throw in the towel. I've had it. I've put." And at that at that point, there's relaxation. That's fine. And the space. Because the project. It's just too frustrating. Yeah. You know, blah. And 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 that then creates the space for, oh, okay, then awareness could be Yeah. 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 For a beginner to understand how to practice like you're not practicing may not be possible. Yeah. Yeah. He says every time the bell rings, they'll be tense. Uh. <laughs> 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 like a little robot, R2D2. <laughs> when the bell rings, they have to start. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he doesn't ring the bell for people to go meditate. He says, no. 
He says people have come because they want to meditate. Why ring a bell? <laughs> he says maybe for eating, yes, because, well, you need everybody to come at the same time to the dining table room. Yeah. <laughs> he says extra yogi job, one for sitting bell ringing, one for walking bell ringing. He says for people who are not, well, maybe some beginners or beginners who don't have enough self-discipline. He says, but for yogis who are full of, you know, motivation, they, they, they have sadda, they want to practice and they come, he says, you don't need all these structures, strictures. Yeah. In, in Burma, he said, it can be quite... He says there are people who come to meditate because they are free, they have nothing to do at home, and yeah, they don't know how to Some children come because their parents have made them come. Um, some people come because their husband has made them go, you know, to all these things, their spouse. You know. That's what yeah, but Yogi said, I am He says, No need. You just, you just tell them what to do, and they're all, they're all at it. <laughs> he says, Yeah, so when we practice, we get the benefits. He says, If we don't practice, we spend a lot of time and money <laughs> for nothing. Gadure Shidela. How many? Two more, two more. Two more. Yeah, that way, Vinny. Two more. <laughs> Half an hour left. I haven't planned anything. Maybe mistakenly, you know, to say so. Don't have to plan. That's fine. It's okay. Speak to them. When he used to meditate uh, with his teacher, yeah. he never would write things down, but he was always very good at 
making reports. And he was so good that his teacher would even ask him to do his reports so that other people would hear how he was practicing. But he says how he did his reports was, he says whenever he had a, an experience, and it's very clear, he said he would go through the experience in his mind again. And he would, he would decide how he was going to present it. And he says because you have to present it so that it's clear so that people can understand, you know. So he would, he would go through his presentation a couple of times, and then he's very clear what he wants to say and how he wants to say it, and then he would continue practicing. <laughs> Not that he's suggesting. Not that he's suggesting that we do it. He's just saying that's what he used to do, yeah. If you don't feel ready, something's just kind of brewing. I mean, I just talk about the practice. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess uh, I've been watching, I've been watching the mind um, respond to the defilements either with a strategy of using more defilements you know, to, that is a strategy. to get rid of them. Oh, no, okay. A, <laughs> that is a, a strategy. A yes, yes, okay. Um, and, and when that isn't what's happening, what's working, um, I guess, you know, there was a, in the first couple of days of the retreat, I was, um, I don't know, maybe because I was new to Saito's teachings, things were just kind of, was like really interested by everything and it was just very smooth and then maybe I got kind of habituated to the atmosphere and then the old habits started to kick in and, mm. and big defilements and, and really um, what I noticed is that um, when the practice feels like it's difficult, it's really because they don't have the right attitude. Mm. And so... Um, for me, it's there was a while where I was working with defilements and you know trying to think, okay, okay, that you know greed just happened, you know lots of greed or lots of dosa or, or whatever, and then I would uh, you know say, okay, what's the mind knowing right now? How's the mind knowing right now? Okay, you know what can I be aware of right now? You know, and you can kind of try to get across the flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and it really wasn't appropriate yet because there wasn't the foundation of the right attitude, which I'm just really starting to get more familiar with. And mm. so, um, instead, you know, what I've been meeting moments where awareness shows up with is more a relax. And then the mind knows, naturally. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. it's its function, like Saito says. Um, Stop. Okay. <laughs> เอ่อตูสะอาตูสะอาทุกขะสะดิโอสะลาโรอูซิงโนเมตูอามทุกขูเนาะอะสะมายันไส้เวซาโรโหจีดีจีโกลงตูอ่ะอัตติอะซ้
ปาเบลุลุตัวไอ้ตบอทามายเนี่ยลงเลยอุปมาเอ่อเอ่อผิดแต่ตายนี่แม่ซวยเลยออดาลอบาดาดอดาดาลอบาดาตัวสกาตุ
tu dekat tu bocor, usia kunyah ku petong lah. Pasal tu tengah tu ayam ni restoran tu ni ayam ni. Tapi, ayam tu apa? Tapi dekat tu ni sekarang tu hatu dah bawa ni tu mego mero. ตัวเด็กเด็กบอกว่าอะไรตัวเมโกเมโรเอ่อเอ่อดาวกัวยันยันสุราเส้นจ่ายยันตรงบ่ตัวเพียยะพี่รอตัวตัดตามเราเลย
Stop it. Okay, next. No, the okay. Last one. Oh. For the past few days, uh, everything has been hitting the sense doors in a very intense way. Like light, very bright or vivid, sounds, loud, taste, um, strong. Yeah, strong. Touch. When the mind quiet, that's normal. The senses become very He says people who are hard of hearing become slightly able to hear slightly better. That's a part. 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 ก็คือมันไม่ได้ก็คือมันไม่ได้ก็คือมันไม่ได้ก็คือมันไม่ได้ก็คือมันไม่ได้ก็คือมันไม่ได้ก็คือมันไม่ได้ก็คือมันไม
being blasted very loud. Right. And, uh, not to complain. Do not complain. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a silver bullet. I have to thank that person. <laughs> silver bullet, I like yeah, that. Yeah, it was just, you know, because I was struggling with it. Okay, back off. Oh. It, it was just unpleasant, and I, I hadn't quite figured out a skillful means yeah. to, um, and, um, and then you stopped complaining. Well, I just said, don't complain. Just don't you dare complain. Don't even think about complaining. <laughs> ပြောပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြပြ
ဟုတ်ရဲ့ပြောတဲ့ဟာဒီမမိနာမမိနာတဲ့ဆိုင်တော်ဒီတွေဟုတ်ဆင်ပြောတာပဲဒီတော့ပါတယ်ဟုတ
that there's certainly greed in, in wanting, you know, in some sense of greed, but it also feels like I'd like to be able to, uh, I can sit outside the hole successfully, mm. um, or sit outside this hole and successful in the sense of staying aware. Mm. Um, mm. Um, an earlier retreat I sat beside her, I asked him if I could become enlightened without ever going in the meditation hall again. Yes, and he and said, he said yes. yes. <laughs> and I've relied on that advice. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, but I'm still curious and interested in why the, why the difference is so extreme mm. yeah. between the rest of my practice yeah. and most of my practice in the hall. Yeah. เออตะเดียอะเชิญชื่อเลยซะซะตะลูกคันซาเลยจีเลยเลยเนี่ยแต่แม่ไทม์แม่ซุยเนี่ยอะทุตเปียดฮอลเดมาไทม์แม่ซ
Another monk who lived in a place which was very cold. He lives in Canada, it was very cold. And when it's cold in Canada, then you you close yourself up in your room and you know, swaddle yourself and you know, you just get they don't go out anymore and, and they sleep. They must be sleeping some of the time. So he says <laughs> And then he says then when it got cold at the center, then he would always be sleepy. <laughs> Things that you know the mind has done for years in a certain way. We don't notice the pattern, but later on the same object or the experience triggers the same reaction of the mind. But if we understand it, so we can we can slowly retrain the mind. It's just the mind. Have wonderful sittings in the you can. Maybe you can wiggle your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Look back and forth. Because, yeah, he says the Dhamma Hall has lots of. Well, we don't want to blame the Dhamma Hall, but the Dhamma Hall is full of, full of. Um, he calls it Dhamma Hall trauma. <laughs> Full of bad memories for some yogis. Yeah. Dhamma hall is in the become a dhamma hall. Dhamma hall becomes a dhamma hall. Because a dhamma, we practice so hard in the dhamma hall, right? They didn't mean a dhamma hall. So we should have some desensitization practice of just going in the hall for a minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. He says, when you're, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to sit a long time in the Dhamma Hall. Um, maximum one hour, so it can be anything less than that. Um, he said, um, if you can um, know the mind is working, is being aware, and if you can know the wisdom is working, he said, that will definitely keep the mind awake. He says because when you're, I mean, when you have insights, doesn't the mind feel really bright, awake? Yeah. So. So yeah, quality of the mind. Yeah, it's just the quality of the mind.
uh, a couple of uh, short questions about Mindstream. Sure. Uh, I, they, they're kind of back and forth questions, but I'll just give them all to you. Okay. Um, so I understand from your translation the other morning that the exact number is a gazillion. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's called a... Do you oh, know the exact I, yeah, number? I, I'm just teasing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, so there's a, a gazillion minds uh, that arise and fall away and condition the next gazillion. Yeah. Um, when when Saida talks about uh, greed feeding and expanding, do, would I understand that correctly to think that that means that there are more greed minds? The, the portion of greed minds is increasing rather than a particular greed mind becoming stronger. Hmm? Oh, okay, this is of your greed thing. Two ways to compare. Um, I'll just do the simple one first. If you just take the qualities of the mind that are possible, uh, there are actually fewer unwholesome qualities than, uh, and than wholesome qualities in the mind. There are only 14 unwholesome types of mind and there are apparently 25 types of wholesome minds. So that's one classification. That's just the possible minds. But in every moment, what are the minds that are allowed to be arising, that are arising at their pace of a gazillion, let's say? Um, and he says there is two things at work. One is the pace, or the pace at which a mind is um, ar arising again and again, and the other one is the power of that quality in the mind. Um, so one mind has the 25 and 14, there are qualities in a mind, okay? So one mind has a possibility for all these qualities in the mind. And he says, if you just take, compare one mind to another mind, um, or one, one of these qualities in the mind to another quality, because remember he talked about um, the mind passing on its inheritance to the next mind? And <clears throat> he says, if we just think cu currently about our how much wisdom we have and how much greed we have, we can see that the inheritance of greed is very uh, strong compared well, to the in yeah mm -hmm. compared to the inheritance of um, of wisdom, um, and so m minds with more greed, well, minds with 
greed are allowed to, where greed is more active in, as a quality in the mind, are, are allowed to arise um, more continuously in the mind, or aversion or delusion more continuously than minds that have wisdom as a more active quality. And usually there are a few qualities that are active at the same time, not just one at a time. And, um, but yeah, he said you can just, so that's how you sort of can compare. I think that answers my next couple of questions, too. <laughs> um, but, but I'll double check. Um, thinking of the gazillion minds, I was imagining that um, out of a gazillion, probably almost everyone has some sake minds in a low proportion. But if... and and, and it's possible to increase them. Mm-hmm. But if what you're saying is that really it's like 25 qualities and more like three qualities predominate the experience mm. in any moment, mm-hmm. then my next question about do uh, all, uh, there has to be a certain volume of, of uh, sati minds, for example, to be perceptible. But I think w- if what you're saying is, it, it's in a way much simpler. Yeah, because I won't talk about volume because then it s- presupposes that you've collected them in a container. But since they're supposed mm-hmm. to be passing away and just passing on an inheritance, right. right, a package to the next mind, then you just talk about how strong the impression of that quality so, uh, like, when we're practicing continuously, the impressions of, of the qualities of awareness and, like, sati and wisdom are, are getting stronger. And it's not that the other wholesome qualities aren't active when we're at home, right? We're not always full of defilements. We do have, yeah, we do have wisdom that we, um, we use in different ways, yeah. Thank you, Yes. Oh, sorry. She had put up her hand earlier. Yes. Sorry. I didn't see that. I'll be quick. No problem. Um, I just wanted to record on my inquiry about wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, I I realized that it has been there. I just hadn't recognized it, so I really appreciated when she points it out. Mm -hmm. And um, also in the reading. And I realized it was like one time I had my key hanging on my neck. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I was looking for it everywhere. And it was on my neck. And, it's, and also in the book, you know, the cover of the book, I hadn't seen the mouse. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden, it's like, it's there. And I'm like, okay. So um, I just wanted to say that. I found wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. been there. So it's been exciting. Yeah. To see it ตัวเขาตะกอกว่าอุเสียวตูญาณนี่มันมีอุเสียวอุเสียวอันท่อปิยาเลยญาณดาเลยญาณสรุปมาไอ้ฉิมมาญาณโหญาณมันตีกับบ
wisdom and also other, other wholesome qualities when they arise in the mind. Right, and I think part of what confused me was the, the different words that are used. Mm. When I saw the translation, they all say panya, like sutta maya panya, sita panya. Yes, panya, yes. So when I saw that, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yes. Tua, oh. It's just dif- differing um, st- uh, strengths of right. wisdom, yes. Right. And that was the other writing he did in one of the QAs on the book, um, yeah. saying that the understanding is the one that's growing. So ultimately it's the understanding. Yes, yes. So. That's right. So I have a quick clarifying question. So um, you offered the four questions for Dosa, uh, mm-hmm. and three of them were clear to me. The second one I <laughs> wanted to ask you to, to clarify a little more, and, oh, and I have that written down as, what is the mind resisting eternally, yeah. and not the external story? Yes. Because when I drop that question in, a lot of times something about the external story comes up, so I say, I let that go, I let that go. So I keep looking internally, yeah. but I'm a little confused. What is it internally? Yeah. So in, internally, the mind does some work. Like it creates judgments, it sets up parameters, shoulds, ha- shoulds, should not, ideas, or maybe me. You know, different ideas. It could be much more than what I'm saying now. But it latches onto one of these and it doesn't like the fact that this has been violated. And that's what the mind is resisting. So, like, you know, if his, his anger story about when he was at home and, you know, he, he... So what he saw was that the mind was like, you did this to me, it, like, you said this to me, and that's what triggered the anger. The, the mind's belief in itself and its importance and when that is violated. Yeah? That I'm older than you and you shouldn't speak to me in this way. And that belief then created the anger. <laughs> มีโลจิมีตั้งสีก็มีอนาคตแล้วโลจิน่ะคุณน่ะเปียวมาน่ะโลก็ตัวโลบะโหล่ผิดเลยตัวตุ๊บโดกันอืมเท่าไหร่
And there are beliefs we also have about this is something that we should get angry about. If somebody behaves like this, um, it's not appropriate, then the appropriate response we believe is to get angry with the person. There are beliefs like that, you know. And sometimes we believe something is cute, like we believe children are cute maybe, but it's also a belief. He had um, one of his sisters-in-law when he was practicing at home would come and, you know, confide and and she had this to say, she would say, and it's so irritating. It's like it's something that one should be irritated at. In Burmese they say it's so good to be angry at. Like it's something you should be angry at. Like, you know, it's it's just asking for someone to be um to react to. <laughs> so that's that's her first line, sort of introducing the whole topic that's going to come in. And he said at that time he understood so well that anger was unnecessary that he would always say, But nothing is irritating. Um, nothing is, you know, frustrating. And he said she, she couldn't continue with her story. But he also understood very clearly that if he didn't say anything, it would be as good as letting her believe that things are to be gotten angry at. You know, so he wasn't allowing her to carry on her belief that it is all right to be angry with something and that we are justified to be angry at something because they did something else that we didn't like. Yeah. He says he, he could have been in danger of her irritation <laughs> being directed at him. But it didn't happen because she really respected him. Thank you. Very helpful. So yeah. I think refer, rephrasing it as what internal belief is being violated. Violated. Maybe that's a very good one. Yes. Is a good way. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. follow-up to that I was mm-hmm. practicing with those questions yeah. around dosa and uh, and the question is about what to do with the information that that one gets so I you know one of the I got to the why question mm. and uh, the answer was it took a long time I asked about why and uh, and it was just it seemed just like uh, Saida was just saying, something seemed like so fundamentally necessary that dosa was the appropriate response. Mm-hmm. It was like, why it didn't even make sense as a question. <laughs> yes. and, uh, and the answer turned out that it was, I don't want to look bad. Mm. And, uh, and that's very simple and it seems very human. And at the same time, it was very visceral and profound. And it just, and I just kind of saw that perceiving that I looked good or looked bad was kind of like a a bedrock of 
a lot of the defilements that come yeah. out in this personality. Um, and so in the preceding days, then often I'll see subtle um, dosa, lopa, rise, or certain actions that I take on notice that they're related to this um, belief that's, that can be violated. Right? Yeah. And um, I don't know, I'm just curious about, am I, you know, I feel like yogis, when, when an insight like that, especially like a psychological one, that's, mm-hmm. I'm learning about me, about yeah. myself, you yeah. know, it's, it can be so easy to just see it everywhere and to yeah. look for it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you know, it sometimes seems like I'm, um, there's understanding around a subtle dosa that arises, and that helps it yeah. uh, pass easier yeah. because I understand what. Exactly, yeah. yes. Was there a question there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love you all. I'm going to make a little bit of 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 a အစမာအပြင်ပါနေပဲဖြစ်နေတာပဲသူကြည့်လဲထဲနောက်ဆုံးပါမြင်လဲဒီလာလဲသူကအထဲတဲ့မှာစစ်ကနာအမြင်မ
we string each other along on this journey of reinforcing the need to look good and feel good. How we give each other compliments and thank each other for giving each other compliments. <laughs> <laughs> you look great today. Thank you. you great job. Thank you. And he says, we're stringing each other along. And he says, what if you when you know came up to somebody one day and said you look really terrible today <laughs> possibly he says the person would be irritated because people still want to feel good he said and um, he says if somebody understood understood their mind and the, the you know the movement of the mind he says they might not be so affected but yeah he says more or less in general you do get affected he met a monk and, and he said he, he had said he said you look really young I don't know what that monk's age was and he said the monk was like his eyes lit up and he was like filled he was like really and then he touched his face and he like looked in the mirror Sierra <laughs> <laughs> was was uh, oh, quite um, taken aback he said he looked at the monk he thought oh, that's how you can cheat people if they're gullible, you know, you can convince them of <laughs> take them in. Yeah. It's like we're at the mercy of other people's words. They say something and we immediately have to feel affected. It's such a horrible place to be. <laughs> But he did agree with you about the understanding versus the psychological. About how when you understand something, you know, the defilement just goes. Yeah. Uh, versus yeah, sometimes yeah. we take the psychological insight and then we start to put it on things, but it may or may not work, but we yeah. tend to do it. Yeah. Okay. 815. We're... We passed you. Oh, next time. See you. Last time. Okay. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.